0: Hello there. Welcome to a brand new Arse Blog ArsCast right here on Arsblog.com. How are you? I hope you're well. Uh, I certainly hope you're better than I am. It's uh, 6.11 a.m. on Friday morning as I'm recording this. I got back from Barcelona last night about 5 to 1 in the morning after a very, very, Long day, having had to vacate the apartment we were in at about 11 o'clock in the morning. We did some walking around and had a couple of beers and some food and just generally hanging out. But uh, a flight, which was supposed to take off around 8 o'clock, didn't take off until about half 10. So there was a lot of hanging around the airport. Um, and I think uh, a Catalan man has given me some kind of plague. Now, there is, it has to be said, some residual damage to my voice and what have you from, you know, being a football and uh, drinking for a few days and shouting a lot at the football and at the referee and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But yesterday, sitting in a bar, um, there were tapas on the bar. Um, a man came behind me uh, to have a look at what those tapas were and basically coughed straight into my face. I could feel bits of it go into my eye and my nose and mouth. And it was disgusting. And I think that man has given me some kind of plague or lurgy, which got worse and worse on the plane because of the the dry air, the recycled air in the plane and uh, a cough. And the side of my head hurts really quite a lot. Uh, Was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Football-wise, of course, not the greatest of trips, but still a couple of little things to be encouraged about. And nobody was hugely disappointed uh, because of the expectations. You know, we weren't going out there really expecting to win. We were going out there expecting to eat lots of ham, drink lots of beer, and tapas, and all those kind of things. And uh, you could say, in that regard, it was very much... Mission accomplished. However, here I am at uh, 6.13am having to do a podcast. Now, I've been doing this long enough to know that uh, coming back this morning, I wasn't going to be able to do a podcast or coming back late last night, I wasn't necessarily going to be able to do a uh, proper sit-down podcast the way that you would know it. So I had to sort of think uh, outside the box, if you like, or think of, you know, whatever. I had to think of other stuff to do. So I did other stuff, and this is what this podcast is going to be. Basically, we're going to break it into two parts. In the second part of this show, we're having a bit of a a crossover, which is quite cool. You might remember uh, last year at the Everton game, I was there, and I was sitting behind the NBC commentators, and... um, you know when i'm at the football i like to i like to shout about things and shout about stuff what have you and they asked me if i very kindly stopped swearing which i did but i still kept shouting stuff and it ended up on this nbc show called men in blazers It's a podcast and a TV show on NBC, and they replayed some of the best moments of of that particular game, uh, the Arsenal-Everton game, and some of the shouting that that we were doing. But one of the guys, Roger Bennett, he is a big Everton fan, so uh, earlier in the week, when my voice was not completely and utterly bollocksed, I spoke with him. About uh, the Men in Blazers, about the TV show, about football in the USA, uh, about what they do, about Everton, about Arsenal. So if I have a chat with him a bit later on. Uh, and that's good, so hopefully you will, uh, you'll enjoy that. And uh, the other part was I brought a little recorder with me to Spain, and I recorded bits and pieces throughout the trip. And that is the first part of our show, a sort of a, a look at an away trip. A European away trip from the point of view of somebody who's going around carrying a recorder in their pocket. I don't know if it's any good or not. I sort of put it together last night uh, while the plane was delayed and I was drinking some wine because I couldn't drink any more beer. At that point, I just was unable, physically unable, to drink beer. I don't know if you've ever seen that episode of The Simpsons where Homer, I think it's um like uh, one of those Restaurant challenges things. you got to eat the biggest steak that you can possibly eat. Was he a truck driver or something in this one? Or he takes uh, Some guy dies anyway. But anyway, the main point is that Homer's trying to eat a steak, an enormous, enormous steak. And he's so full that he's popping a bit of meat in his mouth and trying to eat it and just goes, pops back out, puts it back in, out it pops again. And that was the way I felt about beer last night. Uh, It would just sort of go in and it would come back out. Not in any get sick way. I was just too full of beer. I had had too much beer. There is such a thing. There is such a thing. So, look, that's what we're going to do. This is going to be the first part of the show. This is an away trip to Barcelona in which we got beaten 3-1. But nevertheless, we had a good time because... uh, you know, that's what you do at the football. So let's do that part. I'm going to stop talking now. It's 6.17 a.m. on Friday morning. I'm fucking knackered. I am exhausted. And I don't feel very well. But a podcast has to happen, right? We have to do the podcast. I did ask on Twitter last night, jokingly. People don't really want a podcast, do they? And some people were so nice. I said, no, no come on, man. You could take a day off here. We won't hold it against you. Some people said yes podcast now but some people were just really nice so thank you for that and this podcast then is especially for you and for the uh the gentleman of the trip um let's do it again but not right away let's wait a while okay here we go barcelona, barcelona. Uh, R's cast on the road right? Tuesday afternoon we're having a small knob <laughs> um, Predictions?
1: We're going to get rum 2-0 um, I think Arsenal 1-0
0: Alright, see how crazy those turn out to be alright Tuesday night in Barcelona we're sitting in a bar drinking Estrellas we need more predictions from Arsenal fans who are here come on tell me prediction um, glorious defeat 1-0 1-0
1: victory
0: come on uh, 14-0 Barcelona <laughs> but realistically 12 if we can keep it at 12 I like, think that's a good day <laughs> we need your prediction for tomorrow night
1: I- I'm going for a 2-1 two 2-1 win 2-1 two
0: win, win Arsenal have you drunk all of those <laughs> beers? or?
1: <laughs> Killian, come on, tell me. One each.
0: <laughs> one each. All right. We'll see more predictions. It's Tuesday. We're drinking beer. We'll see what happens. No, but... Oh, no. So now it's Wednesday morning. Yeah,
1: it's today. It's no, today. No, no,
0: no, no. Are we going to win?
1: 3-1 Arsenal
0: you haven't even had much to drink
1: well back two goals and
0: for Milan on goal
1: no one of the centre backs will score from a header from a corner Gabriel,
0: Gabriel. alright day of the game walking uh, down by the harbour here in Barcelona sun is shining people are trying to uh, sell selfie sticks we don't want to buy selfie sticks we're probably going to get a beer. Think about what's going to happen later on. There were some drunken predictions of an Arsenal win last night. I'm not sure in this, uh, I won't say cold light, this warm light of day, that those predictions are going to come true. But you never know. You never know. Apart from the fact you we know, you, you never know. There's some dudes on Segways over there, which reminds me of that wonderful, uh, wonderful song. chimpanzee riding on a Segway so I might put that in the podcast more later In uh, Plaza Real, it's uh, That's the half past four. That's the Arsenal fans congregating in uh, Plaza Real singing songs. Atmosphere building ahead of what's going to be uh, a big, huge game. It's now half four, so there's what, four hours and a bit to kick off? Check back in later.
1: Coming on my boat.
0: (laughs) Two hours to kick off, and we're sitting outside a kebab place near the stadium and it is fucking pissing with rain pissing with rain so uh we're gonna have a beer here and see if it uh (laughs) see if it stops hopefully it'll stop because otherwise this is going to be an even more unpleasant (laughs) evening than we fear nearly an hour to kick off we're sitting outside the same kebab shop it's still raining and we're talking about elephant's cocks (laughs) That is where. And Giroud. I'm wearing bin
1: bags.
0: His, and yeah, wearing bin bags, talking about elephant cocks. What what the hell is the rest of this night going to be like?
1: It's dark, it's raining, and you still have sunglasses on.
0: I still got sunglasses on, which I'm feeling were unnecessary at this point. And, uh. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. I'm going to cut off all right we just we just got the team we just got the team so it's Ospina Bellerin Castellani Gabriel Manreal Elneny Flamini Iwobi, Ozil Alexis Welbeck what do you reckon shocked shocked At what Uwobi in? just a Flamini selection Flamini's the biggest one F- Flamini over Coquelin like yeah I don't know if he's punishing Coquelin for the Spurs game Wow, okay. Right, just about an hour to kick off and it's uh, it's still raining and uh, it's really interesting. Well, we're going right. to
1: get rumped but we're going to get rumped in a different way. <laughs> Stop raining.
0: Nah. Stop We're in the stadium. It's pissing rain. They're just uh, introducing the teams. Doesn't look like any of the Barcelona fans have buttered their whole coming because it's fucking pissing rain. The stadium is like... One third full, most of the Barcelona end is empty. Or end, I say, we're in a small part, but the rest of the stadium is pretty much empty at this point, and there's just four minutes to kick off. And uh, here we are, it's an odd Arsenal team. Let's do it! Come on, teams are coming out. Here come the teams. Ooh. Still no Barcelona fans in the stadium. They're just not into it. Obviously, can't do a wet, rainy night in Barcelona. Time. Barcelona won. Arsenal nil. The uh, seven or eight Barcelona fans that are here this evening have obviously enjoyed what's gone on in that first half. Rain is still, still raining. Uh, We'll see what the second half brings. Coquelin having a serious warm-up at halftime because he only came on just before the halftime break, doing a lot of stretching, stretching out those uh, groins and calves. Stretching, stretching that cock. And he's Well, that would explain why he wasn't in the starting eleven. Oh God! Someone farted. What was that? Who did that? Oh my God! Shit! Here are the teams back. Arsenal are coming back out. Come on, you Gunners! Come on! It's one-one. Five minutes into the second half, Mohamed El I think, has scored. It was El Neny, right? Tell you? The Mohamed El Neny scores his first Arsenal goal. It's one-one. El El Four times That's all right. Nineteen minutes into the second half.
1: i kick it off, now,
0: man. And. uh was it Luis Suarez just scored that? Really was a very, very good goal. Brilliant finish. The eight or nine Barcelona fans that are here in the stadium really uh, really seem to enjoy that one. The rest of them, they're at home, out of the rain or something, I don't know. 2-1 Barcelona. A couple of minutes to go, 3-1 Barcelona. Mistakes from Arsenal. A goal from Lionel Messi and it's still pissing rain and it's fucking miserable
1: it's
0: still the uh, 9 or 10 Barcelona fans that are in the stadium really enjoy that Messi goal good for them full time Barcelona 3, Arsenal 1
1: can't believe Ozil will
0: Barcelona playing their fucking shit song Six or seven Barcelona fans who are left in the stadium are, are enjoying it.
1: No, one of them is Stewart.
0: Just looking to see uh, how the Arsenal players are going to do this. Ozil went straight off the pitch down the tunnel. The rest of the players coming over to, uh, to say hi to the fans, so you can hear that. and there's a pitch invader and two security guards have just fucking flattened him <laughs> the cunt oh they're lifting him up by his legs yeah uh, that was much less exciting than it could have been anyway that is the end of this um, stadium experience my feet are wet it's 3-1 to Barcelona Beer. Beer. beer, beer, beer! Time is up. It. Half, half twelve. We're in a bar. We got the beer. Drink. We're in the Black Sheep. Travis. Yeah, getting out of the the new camp is fucking terrible. It's a shit fucking stadium to get out of. It really fucking is. There's no roof. We got pissed on, and Suarez shins shins in a fucking fluky goal. No way did he mean that. I meant it. But we have beer, and we might get more beer. I think that is in order. Here, 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 Pop, did get it's rum- It is safe. Chef! <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day to you you all, (laughs) everyone. We're all Irish now. (laughs) uh, Yeah, do I want some beer? Yeah, sure. It's quarter past three on uh, Thursday. It's Thursday today, St. Patrick's Day. Everyone back in Ireland having a good time, getting sick on each other, wading through urine. Sadly for us, we're sitting in a square in Barcelona having some beer recovery beer or making it all worse beer I'm not quite sure what kind of beer it is yet but look here we are there's only three of us left going to go buy some ham now in a few minutes time contemplate life Arsenal losing last night and, and buy ham we've eaten some squid it was quite squiddy as squid goes I think we gotta head towards the airport at some point for a flight this evening and this ladies and gentlemen is the remnants of a european tour making beautiful music (laughs) by blowing into a hole and if you knew the gentleman i was talking about you, you, you don't want any more details than that. I'm going to record a bit in a while. But for now, we leave him and his starfish to one side. It's uh, ten past seven on Thursday evening. We're sitting in Barcelona Airport. Having our uh, second bottle of wine because our flight that was supposed to be taking off at 8 o'clock has now been delayed till somewhere around 10 o'clock, possibly. So uh, we don't have any choice other than to sit here and uh, drink Rioja. We could complain, but it also could be worse. It could be worse. What an atmosphere. (laughs) <laughs> Happy St. <Saint> Patrick's, <laughs> Patrick's Day to you all. Where are my keys? It's five to one in the morning. My voice is gone. I'm just getting home. Oh, that's a long day. A big delay in Barcelona. But we're back. Ring the doorbell, and here comes the barking. Hello, Archer. Hello. I can't get in. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There you go. That was a trip to Barcelona to play Barcelona, which, um, well, you know, the football aside, these things are always, uh, these things are always good. I liked El goal and I liked Iwobi. That was good. I enjoyed that. couple of good saves by Ospina. But the match experience, that stadium hailed throughout the world as one of the greatest stadiums, that's terrible. It really is a bit of a... It's just not great. It's fine if the sun is shining, but when it's pissing out of the heavens, you're standing there soaked with your feet wet, wearing a poncho, then they keep you in the ground, then they funnel all the Arsenal fans down, two tiny little stairwells make you like circumnavigate the stadium about eight times before you can get out and then pour you all into one metro station where, you know, all it would take is for one small little incident and everybody's getting crushed to death. You know, you can live without that part of it, I have to say. Maybe it's all just part of the, the fabric of life or something. I'm very tired. It's six... 41 a.m. now. Um, <sighs> I'm wrecked. But anyway, let's do the other part of the show, will we? i got to try and make myself sound a bit more up for this. This was recorded uh, earlier in the week, as I said, when my voice was not afflicted by everything that went on over the, the last few days, the shouting and the drinking and the carousing and the shouting at the referee. I did quite a lot of shouting at the referee. I do that a lot, and that is how I ended up... On the Men in Blazers TV show, um, which is co-hosted by Roger Bennett. As I said, he is a big Everton fan, so given that we're playing Everton at twelve forty-five tomorrow, nice, uh, nice early start, isn't it? After an away day in Europe, just what you need. But I I wanted to chat to Roger uh, about the Men in. uh, I was going to say Men in Black. That would be quite cool if they were also football alien-seeking guys. But how would we know they'd have that pen? They'd just go. We wouldn't know, but he's not one of the men in black. He is one of the men in blazers. uh, As I said, massively popular podcast and TV show on NBC. It was uh, an absolute pleasure to have him on. He gave me some time out of uh, a very busy schedule, so I appreciate that a great deal. So let's do it. Let's have this uh, Ars Blog Men in Blazers crossover. Okay, joining me now on the Arsecast, ahead of an Arsenal-Everton fixture this weekend, an Everton fan, somebody uh, who you will consider a special guest if you're in the USA, maybe in the, in the UK, people don't know Roger Bennett quite as much, but one half of Men in Blazers, podcast and TV show, and big Everton fan, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, Andrew, it is great to be with you.
0: <laughs> your, your, your show, on which I have featured um, unwittingly... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I can remember the face perfectly of the str- stricken, panic-stricken production assistant turned around to me and said, can you please stop swearing? We've got, yep. we've got it going on here. And then obviously... Yeah, you
1: re- you're referring to the moment in which you, Andrew, became a cult hero <laughs> here in the United States of America back last season. The Emirates, as you know well, can be a quiet venue. Mm. But somehow, whenever NBC go to cover a game there, you are sat right behind the commentator the great arlo white
0: well it's only the
1: whole, go on the whole game you are you're just like as matthew flamini slices one of his opponents knees open you're just there screaming referee fame <laughs> like a third coat commentator well, well it's only
0: it's only ever happened once i you know it's the it's the uh, it's the proximity of the commentator to uh <laughs> to where i was sitting that day and it was i think an everton game actually it was, it was uh, it uh, yeah it
1: was it was an Everton game, and literally every time an Arsenal <laughs> player would run over, would run over one of the poor, fragile, slightly apathetic Everton players, you'd be there just screaming blue mud. And it could have been it was only once, Andrew. But the amazing thing is, every time now, at any game, the microphones pick up a fan. And it could be a screaming Scouser in Liverpool, or like a shrieking female Sunderland fan. <laughs> all the Americans immediately tweet us that oh, us blogs at the game because <laughs> all you Europeans sound the same to Americans.
0: Absolutely, must be the creative swearing. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: He's get a into fantastic performance.
0: Yeah, it was one of my proudest moments, actually. I have to say, to uh, to have broadcast uh, uh, across the US. Without any real um, effort on my part, you know, that was the break I was looking for my whole career, but...
1: It's one of the most passionate performances we've seen (laughs) in a long time in the Emirates.
0: So look, tell us a little bit about Men in Blazers and and how it got started because, um, you know, obviously it's hugely popular now and it's coincided with the rise in popularity of of football in the US as well, which is fantastic and I've experienced it firsthand being over there when Arsenal were playing in in 2014 against New York Red Bulls, playing and losing to New York Red Bulls in typical Arsenal fashion. But tell us a little bit about how the podcast and, and the TV show Came to be?
1: I mean, simply put, men and blazers is probably the worst thing to happen to football in America since Josie Altadot, or at least (laughs) we we like to think so. We are two uh, gentlemen who've been in America for a long time and we have witnessed the the rise of football, as they call it here, soccer, Um, which since I've been here, really since 1994, the World Cup was over here. Mm. It's been long predicted to be the sport of the future. We always joke America's sport of the future, as it has been since 1972. Uh, but having been here over the course of two decades, we, we've been witness to the inexorable rise of the sport, and really great beneficiaries of of the the, the incredible popularity, particularly since 2010 World Cup, mm. uh, for a variety of different reasons. Just the the storylines of the Premier League, the quality of the broadcast, the amount of football, extremely. Um, kind of fantastic football that's now available here that wasn't. Uh, there's more football broadcast in America over the weekends than I think there is even in England. Yeah, uh, We can see every Premier League game, no matter which teams are playing, and Americans have uh, largely, I think, due to the popularity of the EA Sports FIFA franchise, which is wildly popular here, There's kind of been the silent hand that's grown the game uh, amongst a young generation. Uh, we cover the football highlights on a weekly basis over here, and we're just generally beneficiaries of the fact that in America uh, they still allow bald men to be on television, <laughs> which, is, which is what makes this such a fantastic uh, country. And as the, the game has become more popular, and NBC over here uh, with Rebecca Lowe, uh, X of Your Shores and, and a host of others have done such a fantastic job uh, kind of broadcasting it and reveling in the narrative more and more young Americans have caught on and and we really just benefit from that.
0: And it it looks to me, um, because, you know, we don't get the show, but it looks to me from what I've seen is that you two guys – have gone, hey, this is this is a, a chance to have some real fun here because, you know, there is a an element, perhaps, of football coverage that's a bit po-faced that takes it all a bit too seriously. And, you know, there is a place and a time for that. But at the same time, football is supposed to be something that's enjoyed. It is entertainment. Uh, and you guys seem to, like, really tap into that side of things.
1: Yeah, I mean, being English blokes, coming from Liverpool, um, Andrew, we don't really like to talk about ourselves in any way. And it is a, I mean, football is an absolute joy, Mm. Um, whether they're winning or losing, whether there's an exquisite moment like Romelu Lukaku's first goal against Chelsea, um, or whether it's um, kind of the Norwich City having an unbelievable moment to dispatch of Manchester City, the ball falling to Doran's foot, and him screwing the ball uh, horrifically. Why both things are beautiful? They deserve their place in the pantheon. Um, and I think just having a place on a regular basis where Americans can revel in the the heroes, the villains, the the self confident moments, the 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 kind of uh, uh, the utter crap. Uh, <laughs> both the, the, just the re- reveling really the narrative that makes the English Premier League, whether it's the best in the world or, or, or not, is irrelevant. It's mm. just reveling in the narrative that you. Uh, I've kind of uh, savoured since your birth. Um, that, that's something that we've been able to do here. And the and the audience is massive. The audience yeah. is absolutely massive. If if um, you know if the audience is just 5% of the American sporting populace, it's such an enormous sport. Uh, and we're doing it also at a time when it's not just that America's fallen in love with football, but that football's fallen in love with America. And the big teams, Barcelona, Real Madrid, PSG, Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, um, and and it used to be United in that in that kind of upper echelon are all looking in America and salivating and trying to work out how to get the, their their kind of um, share of this new fresh terrain which for so long has been kind of football's final frontier
0: yeah i mean it's funny it it, it always struck me that arsenal in particular were very slow to uh to take up on the on the american thing it was obvious for a long time that football was was huge over there a couple of years ago we did a book uh, about the invincible season and there was a guy from the states on holidays here in ireland and he was driving around the ring of Kerry and all those beautiful places and um He asked could he come to my house to pick up a book rather than me post it to the U.S. And uh, he called up and we were chatting for a couple of minutes. And he said that five or six years ago, there'd be four or five of them would meet in a bar in Houston to watch the Arsenal games. Now there are 100, 150, maybe 200 for for every single game. And the birth, the explosion of that and the enthusiasm of of American fans for the game is, is absolutely infectious as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did an interview with uh, Arsene Wenger uh, last summer over here uh, when, uh, when Arsenal were last over, and he said one of the uh, great learnings of the last World Cup uh, in Brazil is that he's no longer anonymous to Americans. And um, <laughs> I mean, this used to be a country where so many of the Premier League footballers would come to take a break uh, during the season. They'd come over to New York, they'd come down to Miami, uh, and now when Arsene Wenger does come over and Arsenal are coming over... Uh, for their preseason tour next summer, uh, to play a couple of games, he is. I mean, he is as well known uh, on the streets of New York City as he is in uh, in certain patches of London. So all of that has changed. Arsenal are incredibly attractive, I should say, to the um, this new fresh American audience who are not tied by blood or by locale to or the, the whole kind of gaggle of Premier League teams. Mm. And Arsenal's incredible appeal that the club can capitalise from more, to be honest, with. Uh, with uh, half a strategy in place is Americans really revere tradition, they really revere the kind of heritage they also and i don 't know how to say this in political language that is okay to arsenal ears. the fact that they are yearning for that Premier League title uh, and have been disappointed so often is it makes them even more appealing to many in the American mindset who don 't want to jump onto the the kind of uh, the United, the Chelsea, sure. uh, what they what they see as a bandwagon. So there is a massive opportunity for your club here, Andrew.
0: Mm. Uh, it is growing, and uh, you know I remember being in New York and, and just having an amazing time with with Arsenal fans that had come from all over the states, not simply from from New York to, to watch that game. It was incredible. All the uh, the events that went on that weekend. But you talk about being uh, aligned to a football club by birth, and you're uh, from Liverpool and grew up in the 1970s and an Everton fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh in the in the the era of uh the best oh. Liverpool team ever. Yeah. That certainly yeah. make that certainly gives you a grounding in how to I guess cope with what football can throw at you.
1: I mean ultimately pain and suffering and being able to cope with them in a stoic fashion I think is one of football's greatest gift so at least Everton fans greatest I mean before we jump into this Everton thing I do want to warn you this is probably going to be a darker conversation than you're used to Andrew I guess (laughs) right now between two men whose teams have taken our naive hope as much hope as there is stars in the sky and found ever more creative ways to throw that hope back in our faces I mean really neither of us are fans anymore despite the FA Cup this weekend and Everton thank you God love you we're just damaged, broken toys, the two of us, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Look, I had to record a, a podcast uh, this morning, or we recorded last night after what happened in the Watford game. And I suppose what? in some ways it, 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 it forces you to be creative, to try and explain the same thing over and over again in different ways without yeah. ever truly quite understanding what the hell is going on.
1: I mean, we, did, we had differing fates in FA Cup play this weekend. But, I, I mean, the FA Cup is a diversion at this point. It's a trifle. It's a dietetic chocolate of football. And really, the, the the longer stretch of this season's campaign, the, the joy that was this weekend in Everton um, beating Chelsea in such a phenomenally beautiful way, it did only make me realise that the feelings Everton fans experienced in those last 15 minutes are ones that Leicester City fans have savoured all season long in the league and ones mm-hmm. that arguably Everton should um, have savoured a lot more this It's really been the best of times, the worst of times this season, which I guess is progress for Everton fans but with the new owners all kinds of new hope to be dashed Mm,
0: but surely the FA Cup I mean it's not to be sniffed at it's still a fantastic competition a fantastic trophy I know all the emphasis is on the Premier League but you know having been at the last two finals uh, as an Arsenal fan as invested as I am in the Premier League you know when you're in the final of the cup at Wembley it is special so I mean obviously that's something you'll be looking forward to if you can get there
1: Yeah, I mean, I will be there, Um, and Everton fans, every time we get to Wembley uh, for a final or a semi-final, I always believe it may be the last time I ever get to take my kids in my lifetime, so (laughs) those opportunities have to be grabbed. But, was, I mean, the big story this season is that on paper, we've had the best squad of players that the team's had since the 1980s. Those are the times I like to talk about, Andrew, more than the 1970s <laughs> that you cruelly broached at the top of this pod. It's the best squad of players on paper, but on grass, on turf, mm. uh, on the field, it's been not so much. I mean, we, we have a concept in our show. Um, sad naps which Arsenal fans will relate to as well as Everton fans the unrefreshing sleep of the doomed and the despairing that American fans take after an early morning loss the football here is often on at (laughs) 7.30 or 4.30 in the morning West Coast and you wake up you watch Arsenal you watch Everton and more often you end up having after watching 90 minutes of just frustration despair and doom just sleeping the sleep of the dead I mean losing to Chelsea um losing to to Manchester United um losing to Swansea you you understand what I'm talking about this season
0: yeah for sure for sure <laughs> um what was I going to say to you? I've completely lost my train of thought here. Uh, I was so invested in your pain and misery there that I've gone yeah. completely.
1: We, oh, uh, we, we were talking about the FA Cup, then you moved me, uh, and then I, I was trying to talk more about the season. All uh, right. Well, uh, well what, and I, what, talked about how, why why exactly it's been crap. Go on you should edit that out. Go for it.
0: No, I won't edit that at all. I'm going to leave that in. There's a whole thing here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but look,
0: I mean, what Everton under Martinez, some like you say, I think some fantastic players. I mean, we've given you an owner. C- could we please have Lukaku? Would that be okay? Fair swap.
1: so funny. I was going to ask, Farhad Moshiri, 49.9%, one of your rejects. (laughs) Um, And I I wonder, how much do you wish it was Cronky who'd sold his shares and headed north? Um, uh, Moshiri, God love him, projections of money pouring down onto the streets and all of our minds, desperate. I mean, we have a desperate ability to smother the drowning cries of all Portsmouth and Leeds fans who are trying to chat to us at this moment. Um, so we'll see exactly. You never know with a new owner what their intent is, what their, their true plan is. Are they in it for the long term? Are they in it for the short term to add value to the club by solving the staging problem and then quickly flipping the club uh, and making uh, a profit? We, we, we really don't know uh, enough about what uh, the plans are and what the intentions. Uh, but God love, you know, it's progress. We have hope again. Um, As you know better than I do, it's always the hope that kills you. (laughs) Um, But Roberto Martinez is a fantastic, he's an intelligent, he's a suave bloke, and I adore him. Um, But many Everton fans this season have become worried that he's really just spent the last uh, two years turning us into a more kind of hype Wigan. Yeah. Score goals for fun, and we do. We score, we score beautiful, beautiful goals. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, potent, um, potent early ball to his feet and then anything can happen. Uh, fluid passing moves prodded home by the resurgent Aaron Lennon. He has risen. <laughs> um, or or long-range strikes from Ross Barkley. But, I mean, we just let them in just as easily, especially from corners, which sometimes feel, when we can see the corner, to me, my heart feels as heavy as when, uh, as when we concede a penalty, we've given away goals so often. And Aston Villa, Norwich, Sunderland, Newcastle, and I think Bournemouth, they're the only teams that have let in more goals than Everton this season, and that is the problem.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, look, when it comes to corners, uh, you don't have much to worry about from us uh, this weekend. <laughs> um, but isn't it, isn't it perhaps the most uh, Everton thing of all time to... To lose to West Ham the way you did, having been 2-0 up and miss a penalty and then like oh. lose in the final 10 minutes. And oh. then the next game, you go and beat Chelsea in the cup. It's the, it must be the inconsistency that drives you mad.
1: Yeah, and then do what against Arsenal? I mean, you may do the same as us in reverse. You may lose to Watford, beat Barcelona, uh, and then <laughs> lose to Everton uh, next weekend. I mean, we share a similar problem, you and I, Andrew. Our teams are too nice. Yes, we are we have had teams on the floor at our mercy, and we never put our foot on opponents' throats. Mm. Yes, And the net effect. And I believe is this how it's for you, Andrew? I want to know, Because the second Everton score, I experienced just a nipple-tingling joy, only to realize within seconds that we've now got something to lose. Three yeah. points. yes. And the fear kicks in immediately. Yep. When we score, when we go ahead, the fear kicks in almost immediately. I think, I believe when Alexis scored last week against Spurs, you must have loved it and then realised that at 2-2, you suddenly had something to lose, something to give away, and, and, and the horror kicks back in immediately.
0: Yeah, I know that feeling really well. It's bizarre. Because w- when i 'm watching the games i 'm kind of working, and we do the live blog on the side, and we do the match reports and all that kind of stuff, and you 're sitting there and you go yes we 're ahead that 's what we wanted, oh God, but now <laughs> no, yeah, now and, and you 're right I think there's, there's, there's we 're too nice I mean we go back to that brief appearance I made on your show, and one of the first things that I shouted <laughs> was when two Everton players were down injured, and I shouted, "Leave yeah. them down and play on yeah. and i I hate the idea of you know, you don't want to, if someone's really hurt, you don't want them to 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 suffer too much. But you know, putting the ball out for a throw when a guy's probably all right—that drives me mad. That kind of thing, that kind of little bit of cynicism, um, rather than, than you know, you don't get any awa- you don't get any awards for being really nice.
1: I mean, I'm assuming that Arson either listens to our blog or dispatches Vic Acres to to listen to this podcast. And I I do think that they probably take a note that they should start playing you in the heart of midfield. It will will change things. It will change things for the good. I don't have the legs. (laughs) (laughs) Play play on, ref! I mean, you think you've had it bad. I will say we have suffered this season, Chelsea 2-0 up in the league, Um, and then just somehow managing to, eight minutes into injury time, allowed John Terry to score to tie it up 3-3. Bournemouth, we were hammering them, hammering them, scored in the final seconds Everton did to make it 3-2 and then somehow over-celebrated so that in time added on for our exuberance, Bournemouth, beautiful Bournemouth, Bournemouth, beautiful little Bournemouth managed to tie up the game. Stoke, we let in two goals in the final seconds to lose 3-4. And then the West Ham game, to concede three in the last eighty I mean, I'll say all I say is, and I don't know if this is the same for you, Andrew, it doesn't hurt anymore. You're just <laughs> so numb. I feel like a frostbitten explorer who's hacking off limbs he can't feel anymore.
0: Yeah, there is there is yeah, it becomes weary resignation after a while, doesn't it? So, yep. you know when when we'd uh, the, the Spurs game that you spoke about 1-0 up away from home playing poorly but we get a great goal and you're thinking okay alright this could be this could be quite good maybe, maybe Spurs won't like this pressure and then of course we go down to 10 men we concede two goals in two minutes and you're thinking oh this is just the most Arsenal thing of all time. And and the Alexis goal that put the fear in me because then we had something to it was it was almost like a surprise this season because things have been going things have been going so poorly. What what do you from from your uh, vantage point somewhere um, in the land of neutrality when it comes to Arsenal what what do you make of what's happened this season and Arsenal's inability to to perhaps take advantage of what what is a a brilliant opportunity to have gone and w- win the league this season?
1: Um first of all for Arsene Wenger to win the league uh, as he approaches his 20th season, having been derided and mocked, I mean, essentially, they have a concept here in America, uh, the wedgie, where uh, kids in locker rooms, their underpants are just hiked up really high mm-hmm. and, and often hung by their underpants on a clothing peg in, in the locker room the changing room you call it um, and to have seen him by Jose Mourinho to be so mocked, so derided see Jose fail and then be just abs- expelled from the Premier League narrative and then to have Arsene Wenger get his revenge after all of that mockery, after all of that just derision it's such a beautiful storyline that seemed gifted gifted um, to Arsenal, and then to see him find ever more creative ways or to see him suffer ever more creative ways, most of them self-inflicted, let's be honest, to just scupper that noble, exquisite uh, storyline and to see Leicester City, um, just the paragon of uh, clubs that defy everybody's argument that everything is economically predetermined in English football, I can't think of anything more excruciating. Talking <laughs> to Andrew, I realise my moaning, my... What I thought was noble suffering, being an Everton fan, I should stay silent in the face of your presence, because you are suffer- We are we are Sanyo. We are we are inferior. We, emotionally, we are inferior. We are the Sanyo version of Arsenal. Arsenal are just Apple. We are just a cheap, inferior knockoff version. Your pain must be ten times mine.
0: Well, look, I, I try and mask it through humour and uh, and alcohol. I don't know what your coping <laughs> mechanism is. <laughs> But look, Roger, I'm aware that you uh, have got a TV show to do and I really, really appreciate your time. I hope you're looking forward to this weekend's 4-4 draw with all the goals in the last six minutes as uh, much I as I am.
1: Say, my <laughs> only prediction is whichever team makes the huge fatal mistake of going 2-0 up will be, the, will be the one that's sure to lose. That's the only thing I know about this weekend's clash. But I hope you enjoy every second. We hope over here to be able to hear you on the live broadcast, Andrew. And and thanks for having me on, mate. My
0: pleasure. And I'll try and get behind the mic uh, (laughs) before the end of the season. Would you? (laughs) I'll do my best. Bye, mate. Thank you. There you go. Thank you very much indeed to Roger Bennett. You can find him at menandblazers.com. The podcast is there. You'll find... All your men in Blazers requirements right there. And Roger's on Twitter as well, at Roj Bennett, at Roj Bennett. That was good chat. Uh, I enjoyed that. So, what's happening? 12.45 kickoff tomorrow. I don't even know what the team news is. Do we have any team news? I haven't had a chance to look at anything. I should look at something now. Um, Cascielny says, we need to go back to basics. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. We need to go back to the basics. Pass the ball to uh, another Arsenal player. Don't let any goals in. And score. That's pretty basic. Those are the kind of basics I think we need to uh, to go back to. So if we could do that immediately, that would be great. Uh Mesut Ozil, we have to keep fighting. We must think from game to game. We have to concentrate now and give everything on the pitch, he says. We have to fight. Yes. We have to fight. So I don't think we've got any team news, but there is probably a um press conference, that's what it is. See, brain's still not working. It's six fifty one AM right now. That's bel you see? Words they not make come out of mouth good anymore. There will be a press conference this morning. That is what I think I was trying to say, at which we should get some team news uh, from the manager. And you can uh, catch up with all that press conference news at news.arsblog.com, whereby uh, we will do news about Arsenal. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to call it a, call it a day here. Nothing much is making sense anymore, and I still have to write a blog. So, at 6.52... Am Thank you very much indeed for listening to this uh, cobbled together Arscast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for listening as always. James and I will be here on Monday with an Arscast Extra looking back at whatever the fuck happens against Everton on uh, tomorrow. On tomorrow. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll do that on Monday. Hopefully my voice will be a bit better. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope Arsenal win. That would be good. It's overdue, aren't we? Come on. Just just win. Basics. Pass to another Arsenal man. Score more goals than them. Simple. Come on, guys. You can do it. I'm sure you can. I'm not that sure. But uh, we'll see nonetheless, whatever happens uh, this weekend. Uh, Until the next one, folks. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye-bye. No stick, chimpanzee no on a chimpanzee The Segway, bam, 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 bam.